0: Hello, 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 and welcome. This, my friends, is the Inspire the Vibe podcast, a place to discover and share the compelling and unique stories of business owners like you. Each week, we discuss ways you can build a brand you're proud of, communicate clearly, and grow your business. Our hope is, by the end of every episode, that you'll feel inspired and encouraged to reach for the stars with your business. This week, we're so excited to sit down with Eddie Corona, the co-founder and president of Outdoor Experiences for All. They're a charitable organization that offers outdoor experiences to young people diagnosed with life-threatening illnesses, children with prosthetics and disabilities, and children of fallen heroes. They also focus on disabled veterans, helping them overcome obstacles through the outdoors by taking them hunting, fishing, boating, hiking, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Inspired co-founders Amber and Kristen. Eddie Corona with
1: Outdoor Experiences for All. We are very excited to have you with us on the Inspire the Vibe podcast. I say that from Team We, both Kristen and I. Eddie, tell us a little bit about what led you to start Outdoor Experiences for All.
2: It started a few years back, well, a lot of years back with my little brother. Uh, He was born with uh, two holes in his heart, and he also had a missing right thumb. If you can see this, his hand was attached to his wrist. So uh, when he had surgery back in 1979, uh, he had open heart surgery and he, he, you know, at that time, technology and, and health care was different. So he lived in a plastic bubble for about six months before we could, a- I could actually meet my brother. Fast forward to he turns into a teenager and he wants to go hunting with my, myself and my other brothers. He, you know, obviously he can, can hang on to a firearm with his right hand. He can hang out with his left hand. And he wanted to do archery, so we had to build a, a, a release for his hand, so that way he can pull back, hold his bow with his left hand, because he had a grip, and pull back with his right hand and use his index finger to be able to shoot. Uh, so all this stuff was, was rigged up and designed by, you know, my brothers and I and, and anyone else who wanted to partake into making a difference that's where it started but i didn't know you know that that's goes going to drive me to where we are today in 2007 my buddy my co-founder chris denham and i volunteered with an organization that and we loved it so much they were an out-of-state organization to focus on out-of-state kids i'm like well we have so many kids here in our own state that can partake in what we're doing here for a lot less money and we can do more with the money that we can raise so we took it on, thinking that we're just going to do a few uh, kids and here we are today last year we we also do disabled veterans now and we ended up with 398 participants when I bought when I retired my wife wanted me to start doing something else with the kids and and um, it was her it's her fault that I'm doing this you always want to make a difference in in And people around your community. And this was the best way to do it for us.
3: Well, Eddie, I remember you told us about um, how you guys used to sit around the table and your mom would ask you a question. Tell us about that.
2: Okay. So, uh, uh, you know, call it uh, five minutes of fame. So five minutes of fame as I call it is the times where mom, you know, my mom raised eight kids by herself. My father died when I was four, you know, she did the best job she possibly could, you know, I mean, you have eight kids and, and you're trying to raise a family you know you only have a table with six chairs and so uh, she on, on Sundays we would always get together and, and she would uh you know have the what I call the five minutes of fame, allowing everybody to speak allowing everybody to have the spotlight take the spotlight and allows everybody to have that lead role or the voice. In the family dynamic, you take that and you implement it into the family dynamic when you have a child who's been diagnosed with a life-threatening illness. When a child gets diagnosed with a life-threatening illness, the whole family dynamic is stopped. It is chart in, in uncharted waters and, 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 and a world we would never thought we'd ever be in. So... As an organization, what we were doing is focusing on a child with a, with an illness. And what we were failing, it was the family dynamic that my mom created as well. Mm-hmm. So what we had to do was focus on trying to figure out how do we how do we add that. Now, how did we get there is a different question. Our first kid we ever took out was Thomas Wodenhopper. Right? Thomas uh, uh was our guinea pig, let's call him and, and he had a brain tumor. Thomas did an excellent job for a job for us. And the reason we're we're here in front of you is because of him. Um, One of the things that his little brother told me, because Thomas was going to all kinds of different camps, cancer camp this, or fishing over here, or hunting over there, or this trip over there, and I sat down with Tyler, and and Tyler and I were talking, and he said, I wish I had cancer, which blew me away, because why? He was, so I can do all the things Thomas does. That's when we realized that we were failing the family dynamic. You know, if you picture a dinner table, and you have the family sitting around, and the kid out of the, you know, in this case, four kids, goes to some camp and comes back and it's his first time sitting at the table with the rest of the family. What are the parents going to ask? How was camp? Mm -hmm. At this point, that kid becomes a spotlight once again, while the other kids are sitting around just listening with a no voice. Thomas, because of my mom's upbringing because of my little brother, because of Tyler is we also focus on the siblings in our program. I don't know. Everything's about it is, better life is better. And so when we get a chance to do that for these siblings and put them on that pedestal, you know, what we're hoping to accomplish is that, you know, they can pat themselves in the back and say, you know, life is going to be okay.
3: Oh yeah. They're, they're a part of something and they're a part of something that's actually making a positive impact on people's lives. They're these kids or or young adults are making a difference, And everybody wants to belong and be a part of something. And you're providing that opportunity for them. I love it. But I'm super curious as to just getting, I guess, a little bit more tactical. What does it look like when someone wants to do an outdoor experience?
2: We first started just doing the hunting part. But then we started expanding out more and more and more and more to want to do fish and want to do this. I said, why why are we just doing hunting? How come we can't do anything in the outdoors? We opened the floodgates and we've had, uh, you know, so many different opportunities to do many different things, whether it's uh, as little as a young lady by the name of Skylar who who passed with leukemia at age four. What she wanted as her outdoor experience was to play in the snow. You know, it's whatever the kid wants to do. If we can accommodate it, we're going to. So for us, you know, does it have to be all about hunting? No. We have kids that go mountain biking. We have kids that want to go whitewater rafting, fishing, playing in the snow, uh, hiking, uh, camping, you know, hunting. Um, any other event or outdoor experience they want to try to do, call us up. Let's do it.
1: Eddie, tell us about... I'm sure you have so many moments, so many stories. Tell us about one that is embedded, burned in your memory, where you said, we've done something here. Oh, boy. Now, nobody can see Eddie's face, but a wall of emotion just washed over his <laughs> face.
4: There is, a, I guess, our, our first kid named Thomas uh i'm going to use him cuz he was the first one he, he 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 set this he set everything up for this thing and uh, one of the most difficult things i've done in life was to travel back to see thomas and say goodbye Knowing that he had lost his battle with cancer, and it was just a matter of time, I fought it. I do not want to go back. I do not. I do not want to go back to his house and say goodbye. I, uh my wife, and Chris, are like you have to do this. You have to do this, and I'm grateful for it. And uh, you know, you, you never think it's going to happen to you. We always experienced death instantly. Um, In this case, I was looking at it in the face. I was talking to it and, and, I was saying goodbye to a friend. It was, uh, if not the, one of the hardest things I've ever done in life.
3: What would be your advice to somebody who wants to start a nonprofit?
2: Do it for all the right reasons. Um, there is, uh, you know, there's just like any business. Uh, there is there's a lot of reasons why people want to do something. When Chris and I started this, you know, we did it because we want to make an impact, want to make a difference. When when you go out there and you do want to make a difference, and uh, whatever it is you want to do as a nonprofit, you know, get out of your own way and let things happen.
1: And how do you get out of your own way? Give us an example.
2: Uh, micromanagement, how's that? Is one of them, you know, and. When and when you when you put a, your passion behind something, you drive yourself to make it you know the best it can be. That you you sometimes lose lose focus of what you're trying to accomplish by micromanaging every single little step. That's good because you know you're you're developing a track record of success. At the same token, you know those around you may not see it that way. Um, letting go of the reins a little more you know, releasing some of the grips that you have and letting someone else run with those.
1: You, you bring up such a good point. And there's this thing that happens when we start something, a business, an organization, whether it's for-profit or nonprofit, that it becomes a part of you because the only way we can make things successful is if we are in it, living it, breathing it, Con- constantly. So there, there's no nine to five when you start something because your brain is always going on it. And it has to be because it's so hard. <laughs> it is so hard to create something that grows and sticks and scales that you have to be on it that intently. And what ends up happening is it becomes a part of you it becomes a part of you as much as your own arm is. And so then you now have this idea that you're faced with this idea of like you said finding someone to replace you and that it's a very personal experience. And Eddie, I would I mean everyone whether you sell insurance or have a landscaping business or you know are the founder of OE4A It is hard and it does take that level of grit and commitment. I would argue, and I think Kristen would too, when your role is so involved with with the participants, very, very best moments of their lives and very, very worst moments of their lives. And often, many times, those worst moments ultimately being the loss of their life. Andy, um, what does the future of OE4A look like? What is that next level? What does that look like? What do you have any vision of, and that you could tell us a little bit about that?
4: Yeah,
2: I've always envisioned uh, for the organization to have acreage and build a camp for youth organizations to come up and enjoy. And not only that, but build it to the point where, you know, whether it's youth organizations, hospitals, businesses, or whoever can go in there with, a, with an idea to better themselves. And when they leave, they are better people. And so, you know, with that in mind, that is my my dream, I guess you can say, is to be able to create an environment that can utilize not only for the for our participants, for, but for anyone. And I think it's very doable. Obviously, it's going to take money and, and, and prayer, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll get there eventually.
1: Hey, you know what? There's a lot of that in the world, both money and prayer. Is this
3: something? How long have you been holding this vision in your brain?
2: Since day one.
3: Since day one? Wow. Yeah.
2: We're gonna rebrand ourselves and and start looking for some corporate sponsors to be able to accomplish this. You know, we've been around for since two thousand eight, so our longevity and our our roots are, are deeply rooted. We're not going anywhere. As a control freak, I gotta give you one more story there. Chris Denham's wife carla you know psychiatrist psychologist um, she uh has a control freak uh you know i was trying to figure out how do things happen you know because i love writing processes so that way you can have the formula to repeat success over and over and over again there's a lot of times in this in this uh, organization where all the things you planned out nothing is working out absolutely nothing it's like mixing oil and water nothing is mixing correctly and um and I'm going nuts trying to figure stuff out. She just said, you got to let go and, and things happen and everything falls in place. Every single block is perfectly in this position that has got to be in for this this thing to take place. And it, uh, when I try to put it together again and try to figure out how in the world did this happen? How is it possible? She goes, it's just called a God thing. Just let go. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of God things in our organization. And I'm pretty, pretty cool with that expression and the, the, the lesson she taught me.
3: It sounds, I mean, I, I love your message, you know, it, it's all coming together in my head. What really comes out of you is that you're following your heart. You've taken your experiences and the things that lit you up and filled you up as a kid growing up, the things that made you motivated and inspired you, you're taking all of those things and you're giving it back. You're, you you want to make sure that other people and kids have those same type of experiences that they deserve to be lit up and filled up and inspired and motivated. And you just want to give that back. And this is your unique way of doing it. And I think that's such a great message for everyone, because it really translates into anything that you want to do.
2: Um, In order to make an impact on that person's life and make a difference is by being involved with it. The kids or the veterans uh, or the volunteers, for that matter, can participate as many times as possible. Our philosophy is to make an impact, not a one-time deal, but an impact, a lifelong lasting impact. That's a
3: beautiful thing. And Eddie, we want to ask you, how can people support you? If they're listening to this and they're like, "Ah, oh, I love this. I want to know more about it. Or maybe I want to make a donation um, or I, my boss works for this company and maybe they want to sponsor something. How can mm-hmm. they find out more about that?
2: Yeah, so um, I can, I mean, I'm going to give you my cell phone. My cell phone number is 480-529-8340. Our website is oe4a.org or Outdoor Experience for All.
1: And Eddie, if if people want to volunteer, is that an option or how do people, how do people support the organization? Obviously, we know you take money. (laughs) What else though, relationships within the outdoor community, what just, what are two or three simple ways that people can get involved besides one of them being giving you money? We'll all take the money.
2: That's right. Um,
3: (laughs) Takes money.
2: Yes, right. So the, the volunteers. Portion of it is always going to be our biggest one. Uh, on our website, there is a volunteer form. Oh, great. And so that way people can go in and fill it out.
1: I love everything that you said. Mm -hmm. So for people to support you, they can support you financially or they can volunteer. And this is not your average volunteer position just by what you said. And then we know where people can find you. Eddie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, sharing your journey, sharing your love and compassion that you give daily to this organization and, and the impact. I think for anybody listening who's ever thought, hey, this this cause means something to me. I've always wanted to start something to support others who are going through that similar situation, I, I honestly believe that you could you could be the the water on the seed for that project. Who knows what you just telling your story could create out there? You are a gift and a treasure to be around and talk about impacting lives. You've impacted ours. So Eddie, I don't know. We're we're not leaving you anytime soon. This is the nuts not the last time Chris and I are going to hang out with you. You're stuck with us, okay?
2: <laughs> Challenge accepted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks
0: for coming on eddie we appreciate you
2: thank you guys i appreciate you guys and 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 uh, welcome to the outdoor experience for all family
0: That's all for this episode of the Inspire the Vibe podcast. Are you feeling inspired? If you're a business owner who's ready to grow your business, feel confident about your brand's image, and reach new levels of success, let's connect. Follow us at Inspire the Vibe or visit InspiredVibe.com. That's InspiredVibe.com. You've given everything to your business. You deserve to see it succeed.